Hello everyone, my name is Matthew Giannone and you're listening to the Giannone Fitness Show, a podcast where I interview personal trainers and fitness enthusiasts to find out how they started their fitness journey, what they've learned over the years, and their personal opinions on different fitness topics. In episode 5 of this podcast, I sit down and chat with Amy Blaine, who's celebrating her first year as a personal trainer. As a fitness professional, she believes in balance and long-term sustainability. During our conversation, we spoke about the strong sense of camaraderie in the fitness industry, particularly in the powerlifting community. She also mentions that she's been with her current coach for about a year and a half, which shows that even trainers can benefit from having a trainer for themselves. We ended our conversation on the topic of consistency, where Amy explains that if you want to stay consistent, you need to treat your workouts and your meal prep sessions like appointments, and you got to think about the consequences of missing those appointments. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, uh, this is episode five of the Genone Fitness Show. Uh, my guest today is, yet again, another colleague of mine, uh, Amy. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am great. Thank you for doing this. Um, along with everyone else, I know you're super, super busy, so thank you. No, thank you. I won't take up too much of your time. Uh, I just want to make sure to get everyone you know that I work with, because I know that everyone's experience and uh, origin stories and you know their perspectives are all different right. which are going to help everyone out yeah. who's starting out with fitness so let's jump right into it uh question number one here right tell everyone a little bit about yourself what you're about um and we'll go from there cool all right well my name is amy like we said um i'm 22 years old um i've been in the pt game officially uh for one year this month so that's pretty exciting that is exciting yeah my um my background i guess is um i'm actually an ex-marathoner, like I used to just run, and running was the only thing I did, right? Whoa. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, knowing me now, I, I haven't run in the past, like, two years, so that's... You that's, went from runner to weightlifter, oh, or, like, yeah. bodybuilding? Like, do you do bodybuilding, or is it more power? More powerlifting, power for sure. Okay. Um, I definitely don't have the discipline for bodybuilding. Yeah. Respect you guys for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really went from endurance athlete to, to strength athlete in a matter of a couple of years, um, and it was the best decision I've ever made. So that's pretty much me. My view on things is kind of like, you know, every day we're getting closer to our last day. So Well, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man, we're already five minutes in and I'm pretty deep, but when you think about that is like I find life is too short to spend it in a body that you don't love. So as soon as you can do something about that and create that body you love, you know? So that's just that's my my philosophy on this. Right on. Uh, I, I respect you in the sense of like having done those marathons. I am not a runner <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I never have been and I never will be. Uh, the only really cardio di- uh, ca- cardio things that I did in the past were martial arts. So like that was... That's really cool. That was like for me, but running, I hated it. Anytime oh. we had to do the beep test in, in school uh, uh, or run around the school, like you know you did, uh, I don't know if you'd ever did like the, the perimeter, oh, I guess, yeah. and, yeah, to, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You, you timed yourself. Um, that was not for me. No. So, so like, that's pretty cool that you, you were into that. Now, what made you switch? Right. Cause it was such a big part of your life first. Yeah. So, so what, why the switch? It was actually, um, when I first came to good life and I met my first personal trainer, her name was Jubes and Jubes was a bodybuilder. So she was very fit, like very, very muscly for a girl. And I thought that was so cool. So okay. she asked me, she was like, what are your goals? I'm like, I looked at her, I'm like, I want to look like you. And then it was just like that. I remember 
after working with her for a couple months, I had another half marathon that I did. Mm -hmm. And I remember after that half marathon, I felt like such garbage. And I realized like running is not fun. Like it just clicked like that. And I was like, I've been doing this for years, why? And I kind of just dropped it like that. I never went back to to races or to steady state cardio after that. It was just kind of like, I started surrounding myself with strong people. And I was like, yeah, this this fits me. Like literally strong people. Oh yeah. I know you guys upstairs on the, the PT floor, you guys are doing a lot of, uh, I don't know what to call it, but you know when you guys get all together to learn? Yeah. Like, what, what, what do you guys call we that? We call it like, development. Development. Yeah. Okay, cool. So our development meetings, yeah, so just surrounding yourself with strong people. Mm-hmm. It's done a lot more for me mentally and physically for sure than running ever has. And that's interesting that you say that because I know a lot of runners um, run because of like they, they get that runner's high, yeah. right? And they, they, they have that sense of that metric that is so easily measured it's like okay can i run let's say 10k faster than i did last time exactly or a marathon faster than i did last time so whereas bodybuilding or powerlifting i think powerlifting you still have like that metric like okay can i deadlift 200 pounds cool can i do 205 yeah can i do 210 so you have that same metric uh, I think bodybuilding is a little different or for, sure. for changing your physique. Yeah. Um, because I guess you can only see the differences in the mirror. The scale isn't always the most accurate exactly. thing. Um, but that's pretty cool. So, yeah. so like for you then being, being the runner when you first started and then now transitioning into, we'll say more of the traditional fitness stuff, which yeah. is weightlifting and whatever. Yeah. Um, when did you know that it was a, passion of yours because the running like tell me more about the running though like before we actually get into Mm -hmm. that so like is this something you did even as a kid yeah so I started um running was like the only sport physical activity that I ever did Mm -hmm. I started um when I was like 13 you know in elementary school they had like track and field especially because like my elementary school specifically we were kind of like a low funded school we didn't really have a lot of sports and equipment Mm -hmm. so we got running. You don't really need equipment to run. No, so you your, your, your body, your legs. Exactly. And and like you said, running around the schoolyard. So that was kind of like our sport. And I was like, okay, like this isn't some team relying on me to kick a ball or anything like that. There's no hand-eye coordination, which I lack a lot. So, um, yeah, it was kind of like end of elementary school is when I first discovered it. And then now, like looking back on it, I'm kind of like I did it because – it was something I could do mm-hmm. and you know when you're in elementary school and high school trying new things is, is scary so I found something I got comfortable in it and that's why I think I did it for so long okay and I kind of identified with it like yeah. yeah I'm a runner this is something I do this is me this is me and that's all I knew yeah and then and then when when fitness like when when was it for you that fitness became your passion was it that moment you met your trainer or I would say after working with them yeah when I when I first got to good life I think yeah when I first met Jubes and I first met all the other trainers and stuff like that and I was like this is this is a thing like this is um you know a, a lifestyle and stuff like that and then I think yeah that's when I got okay and now was it the fact of like was it the the environment the culture because that's kind of the vibe I'm getting or was it mm-hmm. seeing people's physiques like when you saw your trainer for the first time you mm-hmm. said okay I want to look like you mm-hmm. was it the aesthetic part or is it the culture or was it both i think it was mostly the culture now that you you put it out there definitely the vibe of these of these people who are like thriving in their bodies and stuff like that that Mm -hmm. definitely was i was definitely drawn to that 
that are so knowledgeable yeah. like about the human body exactly. about pushing it to its limits and, yeah. and challenging yeah okay is there anything else about the culture that you really really like now being in it for professionally yeah. a year so that's pretty cool I I find fitness people, um, especially powerlifters, are just like the camaraderie between everyone. Mm -hmm. Like everyone is so supportive of everyone else. And I don't have any experience in like the bodybuilding community. Yeah. And I I assume you guys are supportive of each other. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like, that's kind of my realm, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, like some of the trainers I talk to here that bodybuild, like it's I think it's about the same. Like yeah. we're a little bit more. Um, I don't even know how to put this, but like up front being like, yo, dude, you're looking jacked. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, yo, man, you like, you look really, really good. So like, I think in that sense, we're, it's easy to compliment one another yeah. because we know that we have the same end goal is because yeah. we're trying to sculpt our body to look a certain way. Right. Whereas powerlifting, um, I guess when you do a lift and you hit it, I bet that's a huge celebration it and is. whatever. Um, what would you say like on the day to day though, like the, the aspect about the culture is it that you like? Is it the fact that people, like you were saying, are, are pushing themselves and always bettering themselves, or is there other, yeah, other aspects? Yeah, the fact that every day you're you're never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You are constantly pushing to improve yourself, and then yeah, just the the community of people around you who are supporting you in your own goals. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And do you do you find like the support is a little different in terms of your own personal goals and your professional goals too? Because I'm sure being a trainer working with other trainers you guys can bounce you yeah. know ideas off each other yeah. be like hey I got this client I don't exactly. really know how to handle it mm -hmm. or like what would you do in this situation like do you get a lot of that every single day okay like, anytime I, what I like about specifically like where we work is that like you're never alone um, if you have a problem like like you said like you have a client you're not sure quite how to approach them like I have 26 people that I can go ask about that particular uh, issue or problem then I know how to address it so like that that's that relief like I'm never worried that I'm gonna be alone because mm -hmm. I have so much support around me yeah not yeah. even just your managers mm -hmm. but who have been in it for for you know longer than we've been alive <laughs> almost um but then you have your colleagues too to help exactly. you and, th and that's pretty cool I, I I don't know if other professions have like that same uh yeah. level of camaraderie yeah. so like I think that's pretty cool and in, in our industry anyway, yeah okay? I think we're really lucky that we get that to be in this yeah yeah and and with that said um, I do want to ask though, as far as fitness inspiration goes, right. um, I like to ask people this question just cause I like to see who they look up to. Mm -hmm. I know myself being more on the bodybuilder side, I can name off a few people like, um, funny enough, Arnold was never an inspiration for me. Really? Why is that? I don't know. I just, I think cause he was so extreme and everyone loved him So extreme. that I didn't want to be on that same kind of, uh, like realm. yeah <laughs> realm or like the, the people that just idolize this guy it's like yeah okay he's the, one of the greats great we get it <laughs> who are other guys who right. are good and great in their own uh you know regard but who can also be motivation for me but anyway nonetheless for for yourself who do you look up to for like fitness inspiration so it could be on the aesthetic side and the powerlifting side mm -hmm. do, you, do you have any people that you really really look up to in, in that area mm -hmm. this was a really interesting question because um when i sat down and i thought about it it's like i couldn't think of anybody who i looked at that really inspired me mm -hmm. what kind of inspires me is the way is like people's minds like for for example there's a couple um i guess influencers instagram people whatever mm -hmm. um jordan syatt's one of them kim schleig's another one and they're just normal people 
and they talk about fitness in like a sustainable way that normal people can achieve it can go about fitness exactly yeah. and i find that so admirable in like um in a society and especially in the fitness industry where um where was I going with this? Where everyone's just kind of like posting their workouts or posting their crazy diets or posting, you know, selfies in the gym and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's not really as relatable as these two people who are, they're just like, their thing is that I'm normal. They're like, I'm a normal person. I became fit. Here's how. And then they give out all this information. So do you think you find inspiration from them or you really look up to them because they add a lot of value? That's it. Okay. That's so it's not just yeah. like, it's not just like, hey, look at my abs. Exactly. It's like, yeah. no, here are my abs and here's how I got, got them. them. Yeah. As a normal human being okay. who works a normal job and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so Juggles I'm, family life exactly. and career. Yeah. Okay, okay. Ups and downs like a normal human being, whereas people like Arnold are like, yeah, it's just like, hey, exactly look, this is what I did. And normal. <laughs> yeah, right? I worked out for like five hours a day. Every day. And like, <laughs> so that, that's kind of like where I um, draw inspiration from. And then, like I keep saying, the people around me, the people I see every day mm -hmm. are super inspiring. So like my colleagues, my, my trainers. Yes. Um, I hope they're not listening right now, but Sarah and James, who... <laughs> I'll get them here. on eventually. Oh, yeah, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> but I interact with them every day. Anytime I have an issue or a question or a problem, I know I can go to them, and I find that really inspiring because, again, they are normal people living normal lives and changing lives while doing that too. So I find that really inspiring and what I want to become. Yeah, and I think that is, that's one thing that I've been saying a lot to myself, to other people around me, uh, whether it's like through, um, you know, my, my job here at work or like any content that I'm posting on Instagram is like I, like quote unquote want to change lives it's so it's so corny but but it's true when you tell yourself that day in and day out you start to believe it yeah. you actually wake up with like a little bit of a purpose and like that's yeah. pretty cool yeah. you know like like every time i leave work i tell my girlfriend like all right i'm gonna change some lives today and she's like you go get them i'm like all right <laughs> so it kind of makes the yeah. the day-to-day -day, um everyday activities yeah. you know because like you come to work and it's at the end of the day, it's kind of the same, yep, right? Yep, it's, it's not always going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. So I feel like adding in that little, that spice of yeah. purpose, we could yeah. say, like, I'm going to change lives today. Or I walk into the, the office and I tell the guys, I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to change some lives today. And, like, they kind of laugh. They laugh about it, yeah. Um, but, like, the, the, the other higher-ups in the company here, they talk like that, too. Yeah. And, and it's, I think, you know, they are where they're at for a reason. Because yeah. they, they don't just say it because they drink the Kool-Aid yeah. or exactly. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they literally believe, believe that they are changing lives exactly. with every person they sit down with and talk to, um, which is pr which pretty, is pretty cool. cool. It yeah. is pretty cool, yeah. right? And, and I like that you mentioned uh, Sarah and James because like I, I, don't, I don't necessarily just look at you guys. Of course, I look at everyone, but I do notice that like you three have like a little, uh, a little <laughs> bond going on. And it's pretty cool like that, that you guys have that, that bond and that mm -hmm. relationship because... Yeah. There are other trainers that, you know, kind of just keep themselves. And yeah. it's like, you, you almost want to know what they're about and yeah. what ideas they have or what they're chasing after. But they're so reserved that mm -hmm. sometimes you don't get the, the privilege to yeah. to know them. And that's totally fine. Like, they don't owe anybody no, any no, explanation. That's yeah. totally cool. But, yeah, people like Sarah and James who are very much more open and, and stuff like that, it's it's good. Mm -hmm. it's, it's relatable and that's what I like. It is. Mm -hmm. So now let's get to the very specifics okay. of yourself, how you can then help people out. I want to know just, you know, cutting to the chase right away, yeah. what sort of 
fitness goals do you have at the moment? Like, what are you, what are you trying to achieve right. and, and what are you kind of doing for that? Right. So in terms of my own personal goals, mm -hmm. um, I always say, keep it basic. I want to get strong and I want to get big. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so like numbers wise, like, because I haven't been strength training too long, they're not going to sound super impressive to everybody, mm -hmm. but you know, hitting two plates on the deadlift or hitting one plate on the bench, like those are ones that I'm striving for right now. Um, maybe within the next year, hopefully I'll get there. Um, and then getting big, quote unquote, yeah. I just want to have, I just want to look like someone where you look at them and you're like, that girl lifts heavy weights. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, you kind of look at some people and they look kind of soft or they look, you know, just kind of like people who go to the gym, but I want people to look at me and be like, that girl works out. That, yeah. You yeah. want like the, the first, yeah. the first thought when people look at you yeah. to be like, okay, this, this person this takes fitness or lifting or the gym mm -hmm. very, very seriously. very seriously. I resonate with that. You yeah. know, I think, I mean, being in the bodybuilding realm of things, um, it is what it is. I want to look good. Yeah. Um, I want to keep chasing like that perfect physique that I'm kind of going after and I use inspiration everywhere, but mm -hmm. it's like, you know, one of the metrics for me is like when I put on a shirt, mm -hmm. do, are my arms like popping out of the yeah. sleeves, you know, <laughs> like that, it, as vain as that is, yeah. that's just something that is always for me been like that metric mm -hmm. um is my chest popping out yeah. and when i take off my shirt if it's at uh, a pool party or the beach or even just like looking in the mirror yeah. first of all am i content like i don't i'm not i'm not always looking for people's validation oh yeah it's first and foremost do i like how i look of course how's my chest looking my yeah. traps yes my legs from time to time <laughs> let's be honest it's really the upper body okay and then what's kind of cool is when you go to these social events and you do take off the shirt and people go like, holy shit, yeah. like you've been really putting in the work. That makes you feel good, you know? You're just saying that right now, I'm <laughs> a little bit fuzzy because like that does feel amazing. Yeah, and it's happened before, right? Where like you, you started getting a lot more serious with your fitness, your nutrition, et cetera. And people go, hey, like, what are you doing differently? Like you look a little tighter, you look yeah, a little yeah, more yeah. big and it's, it's nice, and you know? It, like I'd be lying if I said it didn't make me feel good when yeah. people told that. Exactly, you know, to me, yeah. You know? Um, so now with that being said, are, do you have any like strength goals in particular when it comes to like body weight or is it just the, the, like the weight, like, like being able to push or lift a certain amount? I... Do you have like, do you want to be able to do push-ups and, and chin-ups and like mm -hmm. at a certain level too? Um, I think my main focus right now is, um, the big three. So your squat, your bench, your deadlift and stuff like that. Um, doing a chin-up is cool but again it's not something that like i'm really pushing for mm -hmm. um i think maybe maybe not this year but i think maybe next year competing okay i was gonna ask yeah, yeah. is there a competition that's mm -hmm. coming up or? it's like originally my goal was to compete this summer but mm -hmm. um some financial stuff came up and it's expensive to compete so i'm like i'll reserve that maybe for maybe in the fall or next year um so yeah my big focus would be on the big three so i can hopefully one day compete and not look like a weenie yeah yeah <laughs> um that that's pretty cool because I'm, I'm prepping for a competition myself too oh, that's um so good. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, like i'm not telling everyone about it but like if anyone asks like of course mm -hmm. i just bring it up and i'm looking to compete in the men's physique show uh in june so this june yes yeah, june yeah how yeah. many months away is that so that's like Prep is gonna start for me like in a week from now. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like, are you already on prep? <laughs> no, like like I've kept it kind of tight as I've gone through my bulk phase. Um, I have lost a lot of definition in my abs. Oh, it no. sucks, but at the same time, <laughs> filling out feels good too. Yeah. Um, but I am excited to tone back the calories a little yeah. bit, get the cardio in, and and really tackle 
this new this new challenge yeah. like I've I've dieted down before this was after high school actually I wanted to see how lean I could get and I didn't do it properly because <laughs> I lost so much muscle mass but I got so freaking lean I went down to 135 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 165 oh, no. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Um, I was doing like three hit sessions a week. Oh, uh, all my workouts were circuit-based and endurance-based. So, so much cardio, yeah, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eating, I was tracking my calories and I was not factoring in the amount of cardio I was doing yeah. and I was eating 1,700 calories. So really, I was probably eating 1,000. Honey. If you think about it. Oh I, I felt God. so sick yeah. and not good. So I'm excited this time around to get a coach and, yeah. and who's going to teach me how to do, do it right properly. Way. I'm sure it's still going to suck yeah. near the end, <laughs> but at least I won't look like a skeleton. Yeah. You know? like, you'll, you'll still have some energy. Yeah, some energy and, and, and I'll have some muscle mass because when I did it the first time after high school. Just skinny. Yeah, like, you, like of course you saw the definition and if I did a workout, I would get a pump like, like that, right? It was it was easy, but when it came to just like day to day walking around, I looked like like a little boy almost. Aww. And I was like 18, you know? <laughs> like like I, I, I was technically an adult really, but I looked like like, like someone who's just entering high school. Oh, wow. um, so I'm excited right, to, to start that. Um, if you can touch on real quick with your fitness goals though, mm -hmm. getting stronger, what does like your current routine look like? Maybe mm -hmm. like a typical day or maybe a typical week. What sort of split are you running? Mm -hmm. What sort of things are you um, paying attention to? Right, yeah. so um, for my current routine, um, I'm currently just doing four workouts per week. Mm -hmm. That's what works for me. Um, that's what I can fit into my schedule and that's, that's what works. Okay. Um, I don't know if I mentioned already, but Sarah is my coach. Um, I've been working with her for we're about a year and a half in now, so that's good. So she That's a long time. Yeah, we're we're going till November and I'll see if see if I wanna stick around with her. I probably will. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um so she programs for me. Um I work out twice a week with her and then twice a week on my own. Um and then currently right now, um the split is kind of like, it was kind of hard to define it. We're just kind of focusing on squatting and benching twice a week. Um, we deadlift once a week and then a bunch of strength-based accessories around that. Yeah. So um, in terms of our, in terms of our uh, like periodization and stuff like that, um, a lot of it is very strength-focused. I think it was, I want to say a couple, maybe like two months ago, we were doing like one rep max testing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we're just working on getting stronger from there. Um, we wrapped up like a hypertrophy phase a couple weeks ago and that was awful. You didn't <laughs> like, like it? Anything <laughs> above six reps is like, it feels like cardio to me. So like, Interesting. Okay. I guess hard. if you've been powerlifting for that long. Exactly. Right, for, 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 like it's been over a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or like, yeah, yeah. A couple years. There you go. So if you've been doing nothing but that, of course, yeah. yeah. If you get into like the eight to 12 rep range or oh eight to 15, God. then yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it could be, uh quite quite different <laughs> it's strenuous it's it's tiring okay um so th th that's a good routine now like i want to help give value to those that are listening who are maybe beginners what would you what would you say um as far as like you did mention some accessory work mm -hmm. if you can name off the top of your head maybe for like squat bench and, and deadlifts mm -hmm. what are maybe just a couple accessory things that people can use to make sure that they continuously progress in those three main lifts. Right, so um, one big takeaway that I've gotten um, from people around me and from Sarah is that if you've got some sort of imbalance, like for example, on my bench, my 
right arm would always shoot up a lot faster than my left arm. Okay. So it would look like this weird yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> so we focus on a lot of like single arm, shoulder and chest um, exercises and accessory work to address the fact that one arm was clearly a lot stronger than the other arm. Okay. So if you find like maybe one hip is shooting up, maybe yeah, one one arm is shooting up more on your on your bench or anything like that, then unilateral stuff, single arm or single leg stuff will definitely benefit you a lot that way. Okay. Um, I used to have kind of like a lateral shift in my squat as well, like getting out of the hole, would kind of lean mm -hmm. to one side. So a lot of like um, unilateral like glute work, so like single leg glute bridges and like single leg box squats and stuff like that to really address that imbalance. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll call, um, a couple accessories to like target your, your lats and stuff like that. A lot of beginners don't know that your lats play a huge role like in your bench press and in your deadlift and in your squat. Mm -hmm. So like straight arm pull downs or even just like scap attractions and stuff like that to really just connect your brain to those muscles that you might not even know you have okay will play like a huge role right so the idea of mind to muscle connection mm -hmm. still applies in powerlifting absolutely okay, okay. absolutely cool. when you're picking up something that weighs three times as much as you do yeah you want to you know recruit all the soldiers to come and help pick that up you don't yes. want to keep anything loose and and not playing its role, right? Okay. Um, and when you're when you're lifting, because um, I know, like when I think mind to muscle connection, I think okay, feeling the burn. Yeah. Do you necessarily feel that when you're powerlifting? Because you, I know the reps are so low, yeah. and you know you may not have that time under tension to mm -hmm. to get the burn and get the blood rushing right. to whatever part of your body. Like so, so do you? Do you feel it? We'll yeah. say, like, do, do you feel it when you're right. when you're doing a squat, a bench, or a dead, or is it really just a full body? Like, I'm exerting myself. I would say the latter. Now, I never really thought of it, but now that you bring it up, that's a good point. It's like, yeah, when you're doing hypertrophy work versus like low rep type lifting, you definitely just feel tension and everything. Everything's just working and everything is is stiff and stuff like that. But you definitely don't feel a burn like you mentioned because I totally know what you mean. Because mm -hmm. um, like did you hate that when you went into I hate the that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that like when you're doing hypertrophy work that your lungs are on fire and everything just feels like it's getting noodly and stuff like that and it's on fire. Yeah I personally think that's one of the best feelings. I hate I hate the next day like yeah. I don't like doms but in the moment when you feel like your arms are about to explode, yeah. I love that feeling. No. And I think that's the only <laughs> the only thing I can actually resonate with when it comes to Arnold, because uh -huh. he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, like the idea of like, you feel like your arms are like, you, you, you're putting air in them and you feel like they're, they're gonna pop. Oh. He loves that feeling and, and I resonate with that too. Yeah. Um, but that, 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 that's pretty cool though, like um, that you still use that concept of mind to muscle connection yeah, when it comes to your, your powerlifting. Um, I do wanna, ask super quick what are some tips and tricks that you can give people to stay consistent mm. um, when it comes to not only your training but maybe some nutrition too and maybe recovery as well mm. if, you, if you have any off the top of your head no of course um in terms of staying consistent for myself personally like my calendar is my best friend i okay. use it every day um you, this, this tip i find like floats around on every like fitness forum but like treating your workouts and your meal prep sessions like appointments putting them in your calendar and, okay and not moving them unless you absolutely have to. And if you have to move it, finding another place for it to guarantee that it gets done, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and then if you don't commit to those appointments, then think of the consequences of what happens when you don't commit to them. You know, like you make an appointment with your dentist or with your doctor or your hairdresser, like you've made these commitments 
even if the weather's bad, even if you're tired, you still go because yeah. you made a commitment to someone. The only difference is now you're making a commitment to yourself. And do you think it's a lot easier to quit on yourself than it is to quit on others? 100%. Yeah. Okay. 100%. When you can talk yourself out of anything with, with that little voice in your head, but you kind of just have to grow up essentially and be like, okay. I made this, I made this commitment, I gotta go do it. How am I gonna feel if I don't do it? And then you just go. So that's a way that you kind of stay on track. Now, do you utilize any sort of like accountability buddy? I know maybe mm. Sarah, as far as the training oh, goes, like yeah. that's, that's of course you're paying for it. That's yeah. one of the best forms of accountability oh, yeah. is like literally paying for something. Um, but what about the other stuff that you kind of do on your own? Like, do you, like you and your partner, for example, mm -hmm. like, um, do you guys kind of help keep each other accountable in that sense when it comes to meal preps or getting to bed on time or whatever it is? Absolutely. Um, Sarah, like you said, is like a big one because I yeah. know <laughs> if she asks me if I got all my workouts in and I say no, she'll never say that she's disappointed or that she's upset, but like it's, we're not going to be as far along with our progress as we could be if mm -hmm. I had done that. So like, even though I know she's not going to say anything, I, I still feel a little bit bad telling her, no, I didn't complete the workout mm -hmm. and then giving her some stupid excuse. Right. And then in terms of like my partner, Ryan, um, yeah, we do hold each other accountable. Sometimes we do enable each other for the bad habits as well. Yeah, as, that's okay. As, as people do, but, yeah. but yeah, just as long as the people around you are, they support you and they want you to succeed. They'll, they'll be a great tool for you to utilize. Okay. So really the calendar and then of course your environment too, right? Yeah, the, the people you surround yourself with, I'm sure that's a given, but I think we, we cannot say it enough that mm -hmm. you are who you surround yourself with, right? Absolutely. Partner or even friends, colleagues, um, if they are people that are kind of aligned with you or at yeah. least support you in your goals, I think it's, it's for the better. Huge difference. Yeah. You know, roommates, anyone that you see on a daily basis, it's going to play a huge role in your success and if you will reach it yeah like yeah. your inner circle in mm -hmm. a way yeah okay absolutely um i do want to end off with this um you know everyone's journey is different right uh, yeah. we all have had our unique experiences and we've learned things along the way so if you can go back to amy two years ago mm -hmm. when uh, <laughs> she first started her her kind of powerlifting mm -hmm. journey or fitness journey uh, getting to the gym and using the weights, what would you tell her? What are some of the things that you've learned along the way that you wish you knew mm -hmm. and you would definitely go and tell Amy two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> if I saw a little Amy on the, on the weight training floor, she was clueless. Um, I would tell her first and foremost that less is more in terms of, of training because two years ago, Amy would go on the floor and just do a million different exercises and supersets and a bunch of random stuff just thrown together. Um, Four to five really good exercises benefits you so much more than like 10 to 15 mediocre ones. Mm -hmm. And I just, I didn't know how it worked. I just went out and lifted some weights and did some exercises. So I would definitely start with that. And then I would really emphasize like the importance of following a program, uh, progressively overloading yourself like week after week so that you can improve and actually get stronger. Mm -hmm. And again, not just going in and just doing random stuff. I don't know what weight I did last time. I'm going to do this one because it feels good. Like randomness will not get you where you want to go. It's kind of like a map, right? Yeah. Like, like your program is your map yeah. to your destination. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
That, that's, <laughs> I wish she knew that two years ago, but she knows that now, so. Good, yeah. good. Okay, so let's end this off real quick. Um, where can everyone find you on social? Because you're, you're pretty active on social media. I like yeah, your posts. thank you. Um, so where are you most active, and like what's your handle and all that stuff, and then we'll wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Definitely most active on Instagram. I don't have Twitter. My Facebook's for my family and stuff like that. So uh, my Instagram, so it's just Amy Blaine, A-I-M-E-E-B-L-A-I-N, all one word. Okay. Um, yeah, and anytime anyone has any questions about anything, my DMs are always open, and I love it when people reach out to me and I can help them. So anytime anyone's got anything to say, I am all ears. Cool. Everyone's there. I love it. All right. Thank you very much, Amy. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. No, thank and you. And we will talk soon because uh, we work together. We do. Okay. <laughs> All right. See Bye ya. now. Okay, everyone. That's the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and share this with friends and family who are fitness enthusiasts. And I will be releasing one episode every week on Saturdays. So stay tuned for some more fitness content.